0: I call out, ever the fair and honest gamesman. How can this be? How can Dexter the Demon feel the weight of that moon and not be off among the entrails, slicing the life from someone who needs very badly to feel the edge of Dexter's keen judgment? How is it possible on this kind of night for the cold Avenger to refuse to take the dark passenger out for a spin? For... Five, six. Harry, my wise foster father, had taught me the careful balance of need and knife. He had taken a boy in whom he saw the unstoppable need to kill, no changing that, and Harry had molded him into a man who only killed the killers. Dexter, the no-blood hound, who hid behind a human-seeming face and tracked down the truly naughty serial killers who killed without code, and I would have been one of them if not for the Harry plan. There are plenty of people who deserve it, Dexter, my wonderful foster cop father had said. Seven, eight, nine. He had taught me how to find these special playmates, how to be sure they deserved a social call from me and my dark passenger. And even better, he taught me how to get away with it as only a cop could teach. He had helped me to build a plausible hidey-hole of a life and drummed into me that I must fit in, always, be relentlessly normal in all things. And so I had learned how to dress neatly and smile and brush my teeth. I had become a perfect fake human, saying the stupid and pointless things that humans say to each other all day long. No one suspected what crouched behind my perfect imitation smile, no one except my foster sister Deborah, of course, but she was coming to accept the real me. After all, I could have been much worse. I could have been a vicious, raving monster who killed and killed and left towers of rotting flesh in my wake. Instead, here I was on the side of truth, justice, and the American way. Was still a monster, of course— but I cleaned up nicely afterward, and I was our monster, dressed in red, white, and blue, one hundred percent synthetic virtue. And on those nights when the moon is loudest, I find the others, those who prey on the innocent and do not play by the rules, and I make them go away in small, carefully wrapped pieces. This elegant formula had worked well through years of happy inhumanity. In between play dates, I maintained my perfectly average lifestyle from a persistently ordinary apartment. I was never late to work, I made the right jokes with co-workers, and I was useful and unobtrusive in all things, just as Harry had taught me. My life as an android was neat, balanced, and had real redeeming social value. Until now. Somehow, Here I was on a just-right night, playing kick-the-can with a flock of children instead of playing slice-the-slasher with a carefully chosen friend. And a little while, when the game was over, I would take Cody and Aster into their mother Rita's house, and she would bring me a can of beer, tuck the kids into bed, and sit beside me on the couch. How could this be? Was the dark passenger slipping into early retirement? Had Dexter mellowed? Had I somehow turned the corner of the long dark hall and come out on the wrong end as Dexter domestic? Would I ever again place that one drop of blood on the neat glass slide, as I always did, my trophy from the hunt? Ten, ready or not, here I come. Yes, indeed here I came. But to what? It started, of course, with Sergeant Doakes. Every superhero must have an arch enemy, and he was mine. I had done absolutely nothing to him, and yet he had chosen to hound me, harry me from my good work, me and my shadow. And the irony of it, me a hard-working blood-spatter pattern analyst for the very same police force that employed him. We were on the same team. Was it fair for him to pursue me like this? Merely because every now and then I did a little bit of moonlighting? I knew Sergeant Doakes far better than I really...